Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning, I'm Dan Mitchinson. It is raining, but San Francisco's Irish community is still going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with a festival and a parade down Market Street, even a few days early. KCBS's Mike DeWall joins us now live and tells us the event brings together cultural groups and community organizations. Mike? Well, that's right, Dan. Of course, a little wet weather isn't going to dampen the spirits of the large crowd here. Um, actually, at the staging area on uh, 2nd Street, the parade runs down Market. Uh, the dancers are warming up. The band is tuning up. Yeah, you'll likely hear some of that in the background. Of course, all the local dignitaries are here. Mayor London Breed, Supervisor Matt Dorsey is here celebrating his heritage. This gives us a chance to celebrate a community that's a big part of our city and obviously a part of my genealogy. And I'm proud to get out there and represent for uh, the Dorseys of Galway. Now the trades are represented and of course police and law enforcement. Uh, San Francisco police have their boat here and if the rain keeps up they may need it. Uh, the celebration is important for so many. This is Patri- Patricia Fennel Conifer. Four generations are represented with her Murphy's Irish dancers. My mother was pregnant with me in the St. Patrick's Day parade. She was marching and I pretty much have been in every one. The parade gets underway in about 25 minutes and concludes with an Irish festival downtown. Reporting live in San Francisco, Mike DeWall, KCBS. All right, thanks, Mike. We'll check in with you throughout the morning and the afternoon. People have been ordered to evacuate from their homes this morning after the Pajaro River levee broke in North Monterey County. KCBS's Jennifer Hodges reports from the Santa Cruz Fairgrounds where officials have asked people to go. Hector Hernandez and his family had to evacuate. They're here now at the Santa Cruz County Fairgrounds. We live right next to the levee, like two, two blocks down. And I heard it was a breach. He says he's happy just for the option to come here. We do have uh, dispensers, washing hands, which is good, hygiene. Snacks are great. Uh, we're just waiting for breakfast. When the Pajaro River levee broke, floodwaters gushed. It started off as a small breach, um, and as of this morning, it's approximately 100 feet wide. Nick Pasculi is with Monterey County. The repairs will start today with the county reaching out to the Army Corps of Engineers. We will consult with them as well after the emergency phase is over and when we can actually get people in there. Right now, it's not safe to have people there. Most of the Pajaro community have been evacuated, but some people did choose to stay. The National Guard in the last 24 hours has taken part in 60 high water rescues. At the Santa Cruz County Fairgrounds, Jennifer Hodges, KCBS. Meanwhile, flood warning continues to be in effect for the Salinas River near Bradley. This is impacting Monterey County National Weather Service, uh, telling us that minor forecasting of uh, minor flooding is forecasted. They are cautioning drivers not to drive around the barricades they've put up or drive your car through flooded areas. We've seen what happens happens when people do that. Drivers should be especially careful at night when it's harder to recognize the dangers of flooding. And the sudden collapse this week of Silicon Valley Bank has sent shockwaves through the business world. KCBS's Keith Manconi with more on what it could all add up to. Following the bank's meltdown, the FDIC is stepping in to help depositors get back their cash. But many probably won't get all of it, and that means a lot of local businesses could be facing hefty losses. Here's UC Berkeley Haas School of Business economist James Wilcox. I mean, you could imagine if you had a $10 million account, maybe you're going to get $9 million back. 
um, that's a loss of a million dollars. That's going to make it tougher for that business, for sure. Already, Bay Area lawmakers, including Congressman Eric Swalwell, are calling for action to help limit the damage. He worries the collapse of such a large bank could spark a wider meltdown in the banking sector. But Wilcox says that's unlikely, given all the safeguards that have been put in place since the 2008 financial crisis. So I think it's very unlikely that very many banks are going to have anywhere near as much trouble as Silicon Valley Bank. Keith Manconi, KCBS. And uh, tomorrow morning, we spring forward an hour. Daylight saving time begins, and while an hour less sleep may not seem like much, it is. And to talk about this a little bit more, we're joined live on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Dr. Joseph Takahashi, chair of the Department of Neuroscience and investigator of the Howard Hughes Medical Institute at UT Southwestern. Good to have you with us. Thanks for having me. So what's the biggest, what's the biggest change that, uh, that we notice in our bodies when we move the, the clocks ahead for an hour? Well, even though it sounds like a small change, it, it takes many of us many days and in some individuals weeks to actually advance that one hour each day. And as, as you've probably heard, uh, the days after the switch is associated with increase in traffic accidents, cardiovascular events, uh, and other kinds of uh, uh, negative consequences like that. But um, in addition to switching back and forth, uh, you know, we're undergoing a conversation uh, about whether we should adopt uh, permanent uh, time, either permanent daylight saving time or permanent standard time. So What's your opinion we can on talk that? about that if you'd like. Well, Excuse me? What, what do you think would be better for our body? Well, the entire medical and scientific community strongly endorses permanent standard time. That's the, you know, natural time that we and everyone else on the world has evolved to adapt to. Uh, what, what it means is if we went to permanent daylight saving time, we would be one hour out of sync. Our bodies tend to follow sun time, uh, which is standard time. And by having an artificial clock that socially advances that, it actually does put us out of sync. And again, it sounds subtle, like it shouldn't matter, but there are uh, studies that show that there are also health uh, consequences of that one-hour desynchronization. Hmm. You, you, um, you the best example I can... Oh, sorry. No, no, please go ahead. Oh, the, one of the most striking examples I can give you is the National Cancer Institute looked at uh, cancer rates by county across the United States. And what they found is that the rate of cancer is higher on the western border of each time zone compared to the eastern border. And that happens four times across the United States. Now, that border is just arbitrary. It's, it's not a natural border. It's a uh, you know, a political border, if anything. Um, and so being on the western border of your time zone is equivalent to being on uh, daylight saving time. And so if we went to permanent daylight saving time, uh, it could actually make this worse. Are, are certain age groups more susceptible to the impact of, of these time changes? Yeah, I think all age groups are, you know, uh, we would say that um, adolescents and young adults uh, in particular have trouble uh, shifting 
earlier, and that's because uh, their clocks tend to be slower. Um, and as you uh, mature and get older, uh, we tend to wake up earlier uh, until we're, say, around 65 or so, then it becomes neutral. Mm-hmm. And um, the problem with older people, of course, is our sleep uh, gets less efficient and shallower, so it's more difficult to sleep. So both, I would say, this affects both young and old. Well, like you mentioned, it is one of those topics that uh, we seem to debate at least twice a year, and I'm sure we will continue to. Doctor, we appreciate your time uh, this morning. That is Dr. Joseph Takahashi, Chair of the Department of Neuroscience and an investigator of the Howard Hughes Medical Institute at UT Southwestern. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.